0: All right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome to Sunday School. You know what it is. We're doing our thing every Sunday. Uh, we have Sunday School. and We're gonna talk about real estate, and real estate education, real estate development, things that are going on in the market, and how you can have an opportunity to take advantage of this stuff because, hey, listen, it ain't easy. You know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things out there right now and it is tough for them, right? So you got to really kind of look at, you know, wh- what's going on in um in the world of real estate. You know, market is changing. Things are shifting and it's real. People uh, People don't know what to do right now. You know, now I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that we don't know what to do. I mean, we've been around these economic cycles, these shifts, these changes. You know, we know exactly what to do, but the reality of it is there are a lot of people that simply don't know what to do, right? And uh, you gotta know that it's tough. You know, (laughs) it can be tough. And so as we work our way through these real estate things, and, and oh, by the way, let me say, you know, as we're going through this, I want you guys to ask questions, um, you know, share your concerns, whatever it is, uh, whatever question that you may have, let me know, let's have a conversation about these things, because hey, listen, if you don't ask the question, if you don't tell me what it is you need help with, I can't help you with it, and we're doing this, or I should say I'm doing this on on Sunday, every Sunday, because I want to help you. Now, having said that, there are some people that can't watch it live. I appreciate that. I respect that. And I leave it up for a few days. And well, I, I generally, I'll just leave it up. I just won't keep it pinned, right? And they ask their questions whenever they have an opportunity to see it. And I'll respond to them. You know, I'll DM them. People will DM me. And, and if it's um, relevant enough, I'll bring it right back here into the group you know, because I think really all of it is relevant. All of it is relevant. And I understand the need for repetition. We have to go through things and over things time and time and time again. So the comments are always open. The comments are always open. And I need you to go ahead and, you know, ask a question, leave a comment, let me know what it is you think, what it is you need to know, what it is you want to know, what it is you're having a hard time doing. And um, and we can go from there. Because let me tell you, life ain't easy. Life is tough enough. And for, for those of you that are right now sitting here watching this, applying all of the stuff that you're learning from me, coupled with whoever else you're learning from, you know, I do understand that there can be some contradictions when you're learning from a couple different people. You know, there there are different things that different people do. I'll just leave it at that. But suffice it to say, it is extremely important, it is vitally important for you to understand what you're doing every step of the way, okay? Now, that's not to be confused with knowing every avenue you're going to have to go down as you step down this path. Because, the you know, you're going to, you're going to have to like when you're negotiating when you're on the phone the only way to know the how to navigate through those options is to actually get in there and do it you're just never going to know them just right away it's impossible to do so today you know again we're going to have a conversation about you know this real estate market and all the gloom and doom that you're hearing on the radio or on television or on social media the reality of it is, there's money to be made when it's going up, and there's money to be made when it's going down. You know, so where are you going to find your opportunities? You know, for for those of you that are watching now, put in there where you're finding your opportunities right now. We had someone uh, that reached out earlier today from a com- from a comment that I made in a, in the chat for this particular um, uh, Sunday school that uh, their thing is about driving for dollars. They've added driving for dollars to their, you know, search criteria to find more deals or to find better deals or things like that. Let me tell you, driving for dollars is always a viable option. It's always something that people are going to do, but there are a thousand people doing that driving for dollars. You know, there, there are a lot of people that are driving past the same property you're looking at. There are, organizations and groups out there that are paying people to find, you know, vacant properties via driving for dollars and they put it in there and they'll pay them, you know, 20, 25 bucks if it isn't already in their system, right? Well, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. That's for sure. I'm absolutely not going to tell you not to do it, but you have to understand that when you're doing these deals, you've got to be not just the first one at the door, but you've got to be the first one at the door when these people are actually ready to sell. So it's more important for you to develop relationships. Not that's that, again, that, that is a good way to start to develop a relationship, but however you do it, you've got to develop relationships with people, right? Because look, you're all sitting there and you're saying to yourself, well, I'm not really finding any wholesale deals or people want too much or they, this, that, or the other. That's why I talk about creative financing so much right now. Creative financing is where you're going to get deals. Now, it doesn't mean you're not gonna get wholesale deals. It does, however, mean that your fix and flip business, if the, if you're in the fix and flip business, is absolutely gonna slow down depending on what your exit strategy is. If your exit strategy is to just go ahead and straight away retail this thing off, you're not gonna do very well right now. Why? Okay. Well, let me tell you why. We've already had two rate increases this year. The Fed meets again on the 14th. They're going to raise rates again. Do I think it's going to be three quarters of a basis point? No, I don't think it'll be that high, but I don't know. You know, It'll be, I think, either a quarter or a half a point because money is really expensive right now. And if they make money more expensive, we already know because the consumer uh, price index came out on the 1st, that consumer spending is through the roof. We also know that uh, uh, the average American is not saving any money, which means credit card debt is going through the roof. Well, what happens when interest rates go up? Credit card debt goes up because people can't afford to buy things with cash, especially with inflation being what it is. So now you have record high credit card debt. So if the Fed, which there are going to raise rates again, but if they raise it aggressively, they, they stand the chance of really slowing down, like almost putting the brakes on the economy. And I, I assure you, they don't want that. So I do think there will be a rate hike. I don't think it'll be three quarters of a basis point. I am not an economist by any stretch of the imagination. I'm simply giving you information based on my experience in the real estate and financial markets up to this point. I don't think they're going to pass on, uh, on raising a rate because... Again, they raise those rates to curb inflation. Inflation is still at 8.2% or higher, depending on what you believe. But the Department of Labor and Statistics, just up to the first, is still telling us that it's 8.2%. So knowing that that's the case, they got to curb it. They got to bring it down. The only way to bring it down is to make things expensive so people buy less of it. Basic supply and demand. If things are expensive and you can't afford it or you got it, I mean, listen, you've got even Jeff Bezos out here right now telling people, don't buy the TV, don't buy the furniture, wait, 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 don't buy the car, wait, 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 fix the one you have because money is going to be expensive. Now, what does that mean in the real estate world? Well, that means, again, interest rates go up, which means Look, if we're looking at it right now, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an example. Of the deal that we're working this week, right? 371. So we're we're buying a property. Well, we're negotiating. We're we're negotiating a property right now. It's a it's a triplex. And hopefully we'll have it this week. Uh if you were going to buy this property, I'm just gonna give you the real numbers here, right? Where's my calculator? All right, so we're getting it. We're financing $361,000 at today's interest rate, at today's interest rate, if we were going to buy that and assuming that we've got, you know, like perfect credit, I got my little, little, little piece of hair popping out right there, assuming, (laughs) assuming that we've got perfect credit, you know, we're still looking at a seven and a half percent interest rate and that's today. And it fluctuates on a daily basis and that's on a 30 year fixed. Now when the rates go up on the 14th, it's gonna be even higher. Monday, Tuesday, the rate could be as high as 8.1% because it fluctuates on a day-to-day basis, right? It's really whatever the banks wanna charge us. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. We don't have any control over that as a consumer, literally no control. So they tell us what it's gonna be and that's what it is. Right now, with perfect credit, you're at a 7.439%, which more than likely means you're going to be right around 7.7, 7.8. But given it the benefit of the doubt, that's a $2,500 mortgage payment. $2,509 to be exact. That's financing $361,000 on a 30-year fixed at 7.439%. Okay, I'm not going to change any numbers. We're just going to go like that. Now, how is it that creative financing can work so well? I mean, how can it work well? Well, if I was paying cash, I would not pay that much for this particular property. I wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it at all. Why you might say, well, the answer to that is simple. You know, 360, first of all, the first purchase price is 371,000, we're negotiating putting down 10,000. We may put down a little bit more, but that's where we're at right now. But if we were doing it with a traditional bank, we'd put 20% down, 20% of $371,000 is what? $74,200 $74, plus closing costs, plus points, plus, 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 right? Which would bring, you know, the payment, of course, substantially down, but that's a lot of cash out of pocket. Creative financing, I can come in, I put ten fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 down, uh, I'll do this deal. Uh, we're negotiating that same thing right now with that buyer, I think it's at 4.25%. 4.25%. That's a payment of $1,776. 1700 set. Now there's a 10-year balloon on that, which I'm fine with. I don't really mind it. That's perfectly okay with me. This is the deal of the day, right? This is the deal of the week. We lock this deal down. We're in negotiations right now. We lock a deal similar. You know, we lock this deal down. We've got a payment of, let's just call it 1800 bucks. We still have taxes and insurance. That's going to tack on probably another $300 uh, a month, you know, so we're at, you know, let's just call it 2,100 bucks on a monthly basis. This property is currently bringing in $2,700. It should be bringing in $3,600. So I've got $900 to move that up. I mean, from where the rent should be today. I'm not going to do that right away. You and I both know you go in there and bump up somebody's rent 30% day one. You got a problem. (laughs) You know, you're not going to keep them. You might keep them but you might lose them, right? So it, long story short, we'll slowly bump it up. Maybe 10%, you know, on a, on a, um, every time the lease goes up, we'll bump it up 10%. Unless that person leaves, then we'll go into market rent with the, the new tenant for sure. But we've got a lot of room to increase our rents over there. We've got some repairs and things of that that we have to do as well. But the point I'm trying to make here is this. You can go out there and create opportunities for yourself in the market that we're in today because guess what when you take over someone's home when you're using subject to or any creative financing strategy and you take over this particular property remember they probably bought this house in the past five or six seven years eight years interest rates are down 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 okay so if you're taking it over and they've got a three even if you use this exact same scenario If it was a situation where you were just doing a typical subject to takeover, that person may have a three and a quarter percent interest rate, right? 3.25% interest rate. Now your payment is $1,571. You're making $200, $300 more a, a month, a month. Now that's a good deal. That's a great deal. And you sit there and you hold that property, you make it nice. Uh, uh, you, you, you rent, you keep it rented out. You do what you need to do. You allow the, um, the appreciation to take effect once we get out of this side of the economic cycle. And then you go and you refinance that thing, you know, two, three years, four years from now, whatever you're comfortable with, but we've got 10 years, 10 years to decide what we want to do with that. Okay. So we'll stay there. You know, when interest rates start coming back down, values will start going back up and, you know, you wait on these economic cycles. But today this is how you find deals. It doesn't mean that you don't make cash offers. Absolutely. I was on the uh doing a call with someone yesterday where we put in a cash offer with a guy who was offended. He was offended by our offer, which is exactly what you want. But guess what we did? We got the dialogue going. Because I can tell you that the guy, I mean he lo- he loves the house. The owner of the property loves the house. Right? Mid-century modern, all these things he's throwing around and he's right. There is somebody that's going to like that house, but they're probably going to be on the West coast somewhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? And if that person was to buy that house today, eh, you know, somebody likes that kind of thing, but you're looking for a needle in the haystack is the point I'm trying to make. So we, we sit back and we, we got a number from him that was lower than his asking price, but still higher than our maximum allowable offer. We'll follow back up with that person in a couple of days, uh, see if we can negotiate something that, that is closer to where we want to be. If not, he's already said, look, he'd just hold on to that property if he has to. This now allows us to go right back in and work a creative financing deal. Because guess what? At that point, we can give him the money that he wants. We can give him exactly what he's asking for provided he gives us terms. Now that's probably going to be something that he's amenable to. We don't know, but we we spent, I don't know. Uh, Cassandra, how long did we spend on the phone with him? Maybe 30 or 40 minutes. We spent on the phone with him. Hey, Hey everybody. I'm sorry. I'm just now looking at the comments. <laughs> so we spent a little bit of time with him. And in that time, we developed a little rapport, set up a time to talk again, early part of next week. And, And we just go from there. We just go for an hour. It was an hour we were on. The time goes so fast when you're having fun, doesn't it? It goes by so fast when you're having fun. But that's how you do it. Now, I want to go back into something we talked about a few weeks ago, which is, you know, working with real estate agents and how you do that. Why should you go work with real estate agents? Why should you do that? Well, the answer is really, really, really very simple. Real estate agents know how to do retail stuff. So now is a time when they've got properties again just sitting there. Just sitting there. And when interest rates go up again on the 14th, it's gonna be even harder on them. And they're sitting there saying, so it was great, it was a great call, Miles is a beast. Ooh, ooh. Beast mode, baby. <laughs> But um, you know, we sit there and we work these deals, we work these deals, we work these deals. We get to a situation where we're developing relationships with agents and everyone else. Now, when we're working with agents, these rates are gonna go up again. The people that they've listed properties with are gonna hate them. They're gonna be so mad at them like it's their fault, right? And all we have to do is go in, have conversations with the realtor Make sure the realtor has a conversation with uh, the, um. hey, what's up, Ken? Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Ken, I'm going to give you a call this week, man. I think we should uh, be talking about some real estate up there in the Northeast. Excuse me. So um, you want to begin to develop these relationships, teach them, talk to them so that they can talk to the people, you know, their sellers. And you only want to really talk to the, the listing agent. You don't want to really spend a bunch of time with the uh, buyer, uh, getting a buyer's agent. Why? Because now you've got commissions on both sides. You, you do want to make sure that you pay the real estate agent, but you don't want to be in a situation where you've got to pay two people when you might be acquiring this property, you know, at retail or very close to retail, right? It's just not a situation that you want to be in. So you have to be cognizant of that. Now, there are times where you might have an agent that brings a deal and says, hey, listen, I've got someone over here who's got this deal. This is what's going on. Uh, Can you have a conversation with them? Talk to them. And and by the way, you know, put me in there for a point if you can make it happen. I'm I'm loving that. Uh, Again, because if a wholesaler brought me that deal, I'd be paying them as well, right? So I'm perfectly content with that. They're not being, you know, overly greedy they're not being you know unreasonable in any way and they're you know they're giving me the keys to the car and saying hey take this and do what you can do with it and i appreciate that and i respect that and as you develop these relationships especially when you get one or two agents that that get it they're going to talk to agents in their office and because those agents are going to be like how are you making money how are you selling these deals how is it that you're making this happen and then word starts to spread. Opportunities will start to fall in your lap at that time. Because let me ask you this. We all have to market. Marketing is a big thing, right? And I'm not saying that this is going to prohibit you or, or stop you from doing your marketing. Or, or be another, it, it's a, another conduit for sure. I know a couple guys where this is all they do. But they've been doing this for years. They've got a, a web. I mean like a, a real spider web of a network. Uh, put together for themselves, that takes time to build. In the meantime, you know, while you're building that, you still are going to maybe do some cold calling or some direct mail, things of that nature. And, and if you're an agent, I can show you, I'm going to give you an example of something you can do, uh after this scenario. Uh, let me just write that down. How to stand out as an agent. Some grassroots stuff, but it works, right? So, when you're on the phone cold calling these agents and you're saying, "Hey, you know, my name is Miles. You know, I'm calling to see if you have any listings that you've been having a difficult time moving, maybe they're on the market a little bit longer. Um my company does a lot of creative financing uh structured deals, basically kind of like subject to things like that. But it really just depends on, you know, what the deal is." I'd really like an opportunity to look at what kind of listings you have to see if I can help out any of your sellers. And by the way, you're still gonna get paid. You always gotta put that out there because there's this negative connotation with investors, period, when it comes to realtors that investors don't wanna pay them. (laughs) You know, They just don't wanna pay them. That's not the case with us and that's not the case with this strategy. With this particular strategy, Yes, you want to get it for as, as little as you can get it for, but it's more about the terms than anything else. And listen, can you wholesale these deals? As I've said a million times, absolutely. All you have to do is show that this deal can cash flow in in one of the exit strategies, whether it's a, you know, a lease option or a wrap mortgage, you're going to wrap it, sell it to someone else at a higher interest rate with a bigger down payment, depending on where you're in it. Or you're going to do short-term rentals, corporate rentals, whatever it is. Um, we're looking into um uh sober living facilities and battered women's shelters. I'm not even sure if that's the the right term for it, but uh those are homes where you don't have to have um, you know, like doctors and you know, all these licensed professionals that you may have to have if you're working with people that are Uh, mentally challenged or even in a sober living house there's you can have a person that's in there overseeing the the house the day-to-day operations or not you know there's a, a couple different models that I saw nonetheless we can get into that later but if you can show that this is a property that this person can buy from you and make money with it based on that strategy and believe me there are a ton of people out here that are looking for these creative financing deals And they will pay you. They will pay you a wholesale fee or a finder's fee or whatever you want to call it for the work that you've put in to get that deal. Okay. Period. So get on the phone and call agents, just cold call agents, cold call agents. And you know what? And I know that Paul is listening on here. I'm sorry, you guys, I don't have my fan on. I got the heat on in here and I'm burning up. I need to turn my fan on. Let me see. Um. There we go. Much better. All right. Um, So Paul, I know that you've been calling agents just in your area and it's been a little slow. Keep up with that. Keep up with that. Keep up with that. It will pick up. Having said that, it's okay to step out into some more densely populated areas if you so chose to. We can have a conversation about that this week when you feel a little better I know that you're on on here and I appreciate you being on here brother cuz my, my man is sick. Paul Paul's a little under the weather. I was under the weather a little bit last week so I know I know how you feel, brother. I know how you feel. But yes, um you know, you want to start stepping out, you know, we can have a conversation about what that looks like for you, man, because it's really going to be important to get out here and start talking to these people and making these deals happen. And there's so many different ways that you can do it. You know, there are, um, there's Zillow. You can get on Zillow and call, you know, the people that have listed for sale by owners on there. Of course, you know, I'm not a big fan of for sale by owners, but it's really, it's where you find them. You know, I, I can look on, on Zillow and see, okay, this property needs a little bit of work. Maybe they're asking a little too much money. Maybe they don't have a lot of wiggle room. Let's have a conversation with them and see what their deal is. You know, well, for instance, there's an area that I'm canvassing. I know that for the kind of properties that I like to get in that area, I wanna pay right around 120, 125 today for those houses in that particular neighborhood, right? Not the zip code, but that neighborhood. Now, I saw this property and the guy wanted $165,000 for it. I don't wanna pay 165,000, but I also knew that the property needed to be renovated. So it was worth a call for me to say, hey, what's going on with this particular property? Tell me about the deal. Long story short, we wind up getting that deal. We didn't pay 165 We paid uh, a 140 which is still more than I would have paid for it. But we worked out a deal that was good for him and good for us. Okay, now that was a little bit different. It's uh, kind of like a subject to deal, but it's a little bit different. Uh, but again, it's going out there and that was six months that was six months it took to do that deal but it was getting out there developing rapport with people talking to people making things happen just constantly staying on top of it all the time right now you can set a schedule for yourself whoever it is you're going to cold call you know whoever it is you can i just went under contract with foreclosure on mls to an investor last week I don't see who that is, but congratulations. Who are you? Can you type your name in there for me, please? Can you please type your name in there for me? That is exactly what I'm talking about. Excuse me, I'm a little parched. That is exactly what I'm talking about. I, I Yeah, so I can't see your name in the comments. So I apologize. Ken, okay, that, there we go. I wonder why, because I could see you up there in the other ones. Ken, that is absolutely excellent, man. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, a foreclosure on MLS. That's that's one of the lists I tell you guys to go. That's one of the niches I tell you guys to go to. It works. These are deals that work. Okay? You don't have to worry about a ton of equity if you're utilizing the strategies that we're talking about today. You can build a portfolio or you can wholesale these things out or you can do a little bit of both because I'm telling you, everybody that's in this right now, everybody that's watching this right now uh, and everybody that does real estate, period, is in it for the the, the long-term money. Everybody knows there's money in real estate, but I can promise you. 99.9% 99.9% of you will not get rich doing wholesale deals. It's just not going to happen cuz you're not going to build a business doing it. Right? You got to you got to build a business, a, a build a network and then you have to learn how to scale it. You're not just you're just not going to do it. It's not sustainable for one. Okay? So it's, it's a lot of work. You can you do it? Yeah. Do people I know people that I do it. Right? So uh, fix and flip is a good way to do it as well but again what's the easiest thing to do what is actually investing right let's let's start there what is an actual investment an actual investment is something that you do passively you earn money passively from okay so when you are getting like okay if you're using this strategy or whatever strategy you're using to build a passive income from a portfolio you know that's that's passive income you know okay you got a management team a management structure in place you deal with them once a week you have a conversation now you're a business operator you're an absolute an actual investor you're you're getting money what i like to call mailbox money it's just coming in the mail you know once or twice a month depending on how you structure and yes fix and flips great absolutely fantastic for lump sums of money, right? because you could take those lump sums of money and invest them in things that are bringing you passive income. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I would never tell you to not wholesale or not do a fix and flip. I do it all. I'm just saying at some point, you know, your back is going to start hurting and your knees are going to be bad and you're not going to want to get out of the bed. And you're, you're just, you're going to want to take two or three weeks off and, and uh, you know, cruise the Mediterranean, I don't know, whatever you like. Right. So, you're going to have to put yourself out there uh, and and start to build a passive income for yourself. And that comes from, you know, things like this. And I'm telling you, there's no better time to do it. This is as, as easy as it's going to get. You're go, you've got two or three years to build yourself a portfolio. You can pick and choose the ones that make sense and keep them and wholesale everything else off and get lump sums, right? And then when the market turns back around, now it's starting to not because you're going to know how to do it, and everybody's going to know you. Be, again, ready? Be known before you're needed. Be known before you're needed. You're sp- you're getting known right now, and when the market turns around, and 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 it's time for you to start picking up houses for you to start fixing flipping. So now you can make forty, fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars on a flip, and you do that five, ten times a year. Now you've got cash in the pocket you know contractors, you know lawyers, you know all these people. Sure hope you will guide me. And of course I will. I'm always here to help. I'm here to help. And if you want to get there fast, you know where to find me, <laughs> okay? But I'm here. I'm going to I'm going to walk you through these things. But today, let's back up from t- to today. Let's 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 bring it back to where we are right here right now today with these crazy interest rates going crazy and everybody on television and all the media outlets telling you stay away from real estate don't buy it don't buy it don't buy it those are the same people that are buying it or at least they work for the people that are writing the scripts right that are buying all the real estate so don't listen to them they're building a rental portfolio to the tune of billion dollar portfolios multi-billion dollar portfolios they're telling you not to buy so they don't have competition. All right? So again, 80% of these agents in this kind of market, 80% of them are just going to fall off. The 20% that stick around are going to be kings and queens in 2 years. Literal kings and queens. I'm so sick and tired and I'm, I'm and I'm not bashing agents here, Ken. I'm not. But I and and I'm in Atlanta, so it's a lot different down here than it is where you are but I am so sick and tired of seeing these agents run around wearing their million dollar pins with their chin in the sky. I am just so sick and tired of seeing it. Uh, That's that's not a million dollar profit. That pin represents a $30,000 profit. That's what that pin represents. Okay. And that's if you got a hundred percent of your 3% commission, it means you sold a million dollars worth of real estate. Not that you made a million dollars, but they're proud of it. And I get it. Everybody should have a goal, but, that is absolutely nothing, nothing. You can make $30,000 on a wholesale flip, a single wholesale flip, okay? Forget about uh, $30,000 a year, forget it. We're having conversations right here that are gonna get you 20, 30, 40, $50,000 a month. A month, you understand what I'm telling you? And this is not a game. <laughs> this is not a game. This is real life. And all you have to do is commit yourself to it, right? So let me go back to the things that you can do in this economy uh, uh, to help you out. So agents, right? Get in there with your agents, do what you got to do, get to know them, build rapport because they're going to need you. They're going to need you. At some point they're going to need you or they're going to leave. They're going to be out of the game. Okay. That's right. Let's get it. They're going to be out of the game. uh. uh I'm just looking at something here. I just took some notes. So, Let's see. All right. Sure, hope you got me. Okay, I got that. That's good info. Yeah, tongues out. <laughs> All right. So from here, it turns into negotiations. When you're on on a, having a call with whether it's an agent or an owner it depends on now for for those of you that are are watching right now can you just type in what who, what what niche are you in right well, who are you targeting are you targeting foreclosures are you targeting um uh expired listings extended listings are you targeting tired landlords can you type in there just type in there let me know who you're targeting who who are you talking to What is your focus Right now I'm asking this because I want to give you some kind of some pointed information, you know, some kind of detailed stuff at the moment. It's expired listings. Yeah. Expired listings are really good. Now, man, I wish I could put you on here, but expired listings is another really, really good place uh, to go. Why? Because these are people that couldn't sell their property for one reason or another. Now, maybe um, foreclosures, tired landlords off market. Okay, perfect. So, going back to the expired listings, I really like the expired listings one. I like them all. But the expired listing one is is really interesting because you get to have these conversations with people and you see where their head is. And it also lets you understand what kind of agent they were dealing with uh, prior, right? So, pre foreclosures, yes, absolutely. That's what, that's really where you start to build rapport with people. And, and if you're getting in there, you know, 30, 60 days out, woo. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. That's, that's one of my favorite ones. So uh, anyway, going back to the expired listings, when you're dealing with them, you're having a conversation with them and they'll say, listen, I talked to my agent, my agent, I told them I needed to get 400,000 for my house. And they said, okay, great. No problem. But I'm looking at the comps as I'm having this conversation with them. And I can say, well, the agent should, shouldn't have told you that. I mean, your house is worth no more than 350 maybe, you know, right in the condition that it's in or or maybe um, when they said that the market was still going up six months ago, but or seven months ago, but now it's not. Had a guy hang up on me within seconds when I told him I obtained a list of expired listings. <laughs> you know, you're going to get that though. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. You're, you're absolutely going to get it. Uh, there are going to be people that are that way. It's just it just is what it is. Uh, one of the things that we used to do is we had these. Um, I don't use them anymore because so many people are using them now. But I was using these big postcards, and it had the person's the picture of the person's house on there. And m- on more than one occasion, we had people. How did you get how How did you get a picture of my house? What you can't you can't just drive by my house and take pictures? I'm like well, first of all, it wasn't me. It was Google. Okay. Secondly, a person can do anything they want to do from the street. I you know, that's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, they're able to be found all over. It's all public information. So it's it's just public information. But anyway, getting back to that, you know, you can talk to them and you say, "Look, your house is only worth this much. The market has changed, so it's, you could really only get this much right now." Having said that, you know, then you go into your your pitch as it relates to creative financing. But you can find out if they were unrealistic about their price, if they were misled about the listing price. You can find out if um, maybe they got laid off, maybe they moved, right? And they can't, they've got this mortgage here and they've got rent or another mortgage over there and maybe they're running out of savings and they've got to do something now. But you get to find out what their pain points are, okay? You get to find out about what their pain points are so you can kind of get past a lot of the, you know, all of the romance of the first date, right? You know, you just kind of get into it. I hate to put it that way, but I'm running out of analogies. Please forgive me. But you you jump right in there and you start to make these things happen. You know what their situation is. So you can move right into what your options can be for that particular deal to satisfy the pain that that person might have uh no no leaving jay just need to use. okay yeah do your thing brother um but yeah so you've got so many different things that you can do uh let me see if i can move back up here uh so that is the uh expired listings your foreclosures or pre-foreclosures and tired landlords are really a great place to be as well tired landlords i love because you can um obviously they wanted these properties for an income and maybe they've had them, You know, when we're looking at them, we're doing 10 years or longer. I mean, a tired landlord is 10 years minimum, uh, but you can look at 10 years, 15, 20, whatever you want to look at. But these people generally got into this for an income and they they've been paying taxes. They've been doing the depreciation. They've been doing these for however many years they've been owning this real estate. So your conversation can be different with them especially when it gets into the creative financing side. Now I want you to know you can do hybrids. So there's seller financing. I want to be clear. Seller financing is generally done when someone owns the property free and clear. Subject to is taking over the property subject to an existing mortgage that's in place. But what happens, and I'm just throwing numbers out here, what happens when you have a house that's worth, let's just call it $200,000, and it's a real $200,000, and this person has $100,000 of equity and $100,000 as a first uh, a first mortgage position. Now we're in a hybrid, right? We're going to create a hybrid kind of opportunity where we're still going to do a subject to for the 100,000, but we're all gonna, also going to also going to structure payments on the other 100,000 on their on their equity because maybe they've got something they want to do, right? Maybe they want to move to Florida or Arizona. You know, maybe they want to invest in a, another house or a, a business. And they need, you know, that equity or some of that equity. So now you can start to structure that, what the down payment is going to look like. I mean, there's a, man, you can go and borrow, okay? You can go and borrow, let's say $100,000, $50,000 from a, just a regular lender. Say, look, I'm going to buy this place for $100,000. Okay? You already know that this person is going to give you a loan $100,000. So you're going to structure, you're still going to have to come up with another $100,000, but it can be private money. It's just the way that you turn money around. So you take, you borrow the $200,000, you bring it in the pot, right? The first 100000 goes to pay off the first mortgage and put the new mortgage uh, lender in first position at 100000 The other 100000 stays with escrow, and then you're going to close another deal where that person is financing you for that and that and they're going to get I don't know whatever you agreed maybe they get 50,000 and you get the other 50,000 for the renovations or whatever the case is that you're going to do there. I mean there are so many creative things that you can do to make this thing happen and you and I both know that when you find a deal like that, 50% loan to value, you could have a 480 credit score and get somebody to loan that to you. You understand what I'm saying? So, and then there's, it's just a matter then of learning how to raise private capital, which I said, I told you guys, we teach people how to do that all the time. Uh, Talk to tired landlords today and want to sell. Who'd you talk to? Miles, talk to tired landlord today and wants to sell ASAP. Okay, well reach out to me and let's have a conversation after this about that property, okay? uh and let's make that happen. Let's let me help you make that happen. Okay? Cuz if they want to sell ASAP, they're going to be talking to as many people uh as there are calling them. So you don't want to lose an opportunity because you're trying to figure it out. You understand what I'm saying? So we want to get on top of that right away. It's one of the biggest problems that I have and if, if any one of you that have had a conversation with me will understand this about me. One of the biggest problems that I have with uh, a lot of the real estate educators uh, out here, and I, and I know that it goes across other uh, business models as well, and I know that people, you know, they have different business models, and I'm not knocking anybody, I'm absolutely not doing that. It's one of the reasons that I create community, right? That's the, that's why we have the Real Estate Accelerators group. That's why we have um, uh, Real Estate 360 for those of you that are in the platform, right? Uh, you already know you can get on the phone and you can talk to me and you haven't had a chance to talk to Steve yet. But when you get involved in a lot of these education programs, you only get a a chance to talk to somebody two or three times, maybe really one or two times a week. And you got to schedule that out. But here we are, it's Sunday. You might not have a conversation scheduled to talk to this person until Tuesday or Wednesday, right? So you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting to get on the phone to, to talk to your coach about this deal that you just told me Hey, I got a tired landlord. I talked to him today. They're ready to sell ASAP. But you're not going to have a conversation with your coach until Tuesday afternoon. You have that conversation and then you call this seller back and they say, man, I I talked to somebody on Monday. They called me Monday, made me an offer. I just couldn't refuse. I, I was ready to get out of this deal. I told you that. And now you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, man. It's one of the biggest reasons we do Sunday school. It's the main reason that the community is in place so that you don't lose opportunity because you got to wait on somebody. That's the worst thing in the world to me. The worst thing in the world to me, okay? And, I, and so reach out to me after this and let's have a conversation and get that deal sewed up because that is important. Time is of the essence. The universe loves speed. You have to... Act with a sense of urgency. You can't wait until tomorrow or the next day or the next day because even though opportunities will always present themselves, there's an opportunity in front of you right now. Now. And if you don't seize it, you'll lose it. So let's seize it. All right, let me get off of that. (laughs) So getting back to what we were talking about. Uh, I'm going to slide back up here. Okay. We talked about, um, off market is always off market. You know, off market is hit or miss, right? Cause off market is everything. So is it, what is it? Off market vacant houses? Is it off market? Um, non-owner occupied, you know, off market, what you gotta be specific when you're doing the off market stuff, because technically every house that's not for sale is off market. And, and again, you can go. That's a huge, huge, it's not even a niche. It's just everything. It's everything that isn't listed. So you don't know if this person's happy with their house or not. They might not have any pain to sell. You don't know, right? You don't know. But now with that, with that, let me say this. I wanted to talk about how, how you can stand out. I mean, you can do this. This is something that I talk to agents about first. I talked to agents about doing this, but a real estate investor can do the exact same thing very, very easily. You don't even have to change anything. It could be the same marketing. It's going to be the same amount of time. But take some time. A month. Okay. Take a month. Take six weeks. And one day every week you go to a neighborhood, an area that you want to target. Okay. And you go door to door. Literally go door knocking. And as an agent you say, even if you're even if you're uh an investor, you knock on the door and you say, Hey, you know, my name is Jason Miles. I'm just canvassing the area. I'm just wondering, who is the dominant real estate agent in this area? Do you know their name and you've got your pen and pad right there? No? You don't there is none? You don't know of any? Or oh, you work with someone on the oh, okay, all right. But not in this neighborhood. There's no one here specifically, right? Okay. And then you take that information down, and you give them your information, your card, your flyer. Well, my name is Jason Miles. I'm just Doing a little research for this area. You know, we've done a lot of stuff here. We've got, I've had a few people that bought some things from me. I really like the area. So I wanted to get to know it a little bit. So thanks for your time and keep moving. And then you go to the next house and you do the same thing. You do the same thing. You do the same thing. And depending on your level of vanity, you can get some flyers made up with your picture on it. You know how real it is, dude. Just do the whole thing at your website, you know, just do what you do. Right. And. Go ahead and just do that. Make them see you, make them know you, okay? And do that once a week for four to six weeks. Now, you're going to couple that with mailers to that neighborhood or that zip code, however big you want to go, right? You're going you're gonna to do it that way. You're going to send maybe one every two weeks. You're going to send one out. So it's not really crazy, especially if you're down to a zip code. It's not gonna cost you a ton of money. It'll take you a little time just getting out there, getting to know people, putting your face out there, your name out there. Week seven, week eight, after the mailers have gone out two, maybe three times, go back out there and knock on doors again or send someone else out there and ask the exact same question. I guarantee you they're gonna say your name. Guarantee you. Why? One, you're consistent. Literally consistent for for almost two months, approximately two months. Every week, they've been hearing of you. Every other week, they got a mailer from you. It's just constant, constant, you, Jason Miles at the door, Jason Miles in the mailbox, Jason Miles, Jason Miles, Jason Miles. And then in, in certain neighborhoods, neighbors talk to other neighbors, right? Hey, did this real estate agent guy, Miles, did he come? Yeah, he came. He gave me his flyer. And you know, you're not asking to sell their house. You're not asking any of that stuff. You're just asking who's doing what. So that you can be known before you're needed, please write that down, burn it into your head, be known before you're needed because when they're need- when you're needed, they've got your magnet on the refrigerator or they put your that your flyer, your card, your email, whatever it is you're doing. they remember you. you have stood out because you're doing what no one else is willing to do now be known before you need it. Please, please, please make sure that you keep that in the books because it's true. It's true, right? It's true. So when you want to get out here and you want to stand out, and I I just wanted to go over how you do this, how you take advantage of this. And let me reiterate for a moment that, you know, interest rates are going up again in a week and a half. They are going to scare the living daylights out of you and everyone else on the news. You're gonna talk to other real estate investors or used to be real estate investors and or agents that are gonna do something else now because they're scared. They don't know what to do. They see that their business is slowed up. They don't know how long they're gonna be able to continue to do this without having an income. If you're the one that can supply them with the income, you, I'm, I'm telling you, your worth, worth is just off the charts at this point. And they are gonna bring you deals left and right. They are gonna talk about what you do and share you and your processes with other people because you are now known as a fixer. Do you know approximately what the new rate will be? Well, I just know that the rate hike is going to be, I believe, it's going to be anywhere between a quarter and a half a point. We've had two rate hikes this year. Both of them were three quarters of a basis point, 0.75%. I don't think it's going to be that high because people are already complaining, but I mean, um, inflation has not gone down. I mean, in some cases they say it has, but it really hasn't. No way to know until it's out that's exactly you just we just don't know i I just think it's going to go up a quarter to a half. I don't think it's going to be another three quarters, albeit I wouldn't be surprised. I just don't think they're going to be that aggressive, but I know they're going to raise them they They have to raise it because inflation is still just too high and for all, I don't know what you're reading, but if it if you read you know the Department of Labor and Statistics, they're going to keep telling you it's eight point two percent. Uh, I know it to be higher than that. They're going to keep telling you it's 8.2% until it drops below 8.2%. And then it'll be that number. Um, The jobs report came in, of course, also on the first. That's doing pretty well. Pretty well. We're at 3.7% unemployment. So jobs is good. But again, on the other side, the jobs aren't paying people. They're not paying them what they need, a living wage, to cover all these expenses with everything being what they are. That means prices have to come down. The only way to make that happen is to mess with the supply chain, supply and demand. The only way you do that is make things really expensive. And if you make the money expensive, the goods are expensive. And if the goods are expensive, people buy less of those goods. Okay, it's really, it's just basic supply and demand. But um, when you're going through it, it hurts. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And when you're going through it, it hurts. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Christmas for real. Uh, People are wanting to spend money and they're going to do it. They're just going to run their credit card debt up, which will be a bigger problem later. Right. Foreclosures um, at the end of the first quarter of 22, at the end of September, uh, foreclosures were up year over year, 219 percent, 219 percent year over year. That number is expected to double, potentially even triple, going towards the end of 2023. What does that mean for you and I? On the creative finance side, anybody that's buying pre-foreclosures, foreclosures, we are in heaven, okay? Now, we're not gonna be able, you know, so so many people, and I'm getting calls, people are asking me, okay, what do I need to do? How do I need to go and, and buy off the the courthouse steps? you're not going to get a whole bunch of stuff off the courthouse steps. And I'll tell you why. The foreclosure has to go through, right? They have to do those, whether it's a judicial or non-judicial state, but the people that are buying those deals are going to be the representatives of big hedge funds. They literally, here in Georgia, show up with backpacks full of money, literally. I'm not exaggerating. Backpacks full of cashier's checks. And, they, and they're bidding like velociraptors. There's three and four of them and you don't know who's with who and you're getting outbid and they're paying too much. And you're like, how can you pay that much? Because their exit is different than yours and mine. Hedge funds can function, uh, can function off 2 and 3% annually. We can't. We can't function off 2 or 3% annually. They can. They're also the ones that are dictating home values and rental prices right? Because they're buying literally tens of thousands of houses. Those foreclosure lists will be taken by the banks. Well, uh, in my area, at least that, that, that's every area. That's every area. JP Morgan just put a billion dollars to the side. I know you've heard it. Um, uh, uh, Blackstone has already put 10 billion to the side. They just added another billion to it. And by the way, if you haven't heard, uh, people are pulling their money out of Blackstone. Blackstone, it's private. So They could do this. Just this week, they stopped people from being able to take money out of their fund because people are so scared of the real estate market. They don't want their money to go into real estate, even though Blackstone has an absolutely perfect record of what they're doing. Are you familiar with the term contract vendee? No, please enlighten me. Enlighten me about the vendee. pardon me, I'd like to know a little bit about that. But um, as we move forward, that's what, that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. These big boys are buying bundles and bundles and bundles of real non-performing real estate assets from the banks. And they're paying almost face value for them. Remember, BlackRock did it a year ago with Zillow's portfolio and they lost 20%, 20% they lost off the top. I don't know how many tens or hundreds of millions of dollars that equated to them. Cause I haven't read their, uh, uh their 10 K that'll probably be in, that loss will probably be represented this year. I'm very interested to learn what that is. Uh, it's estimated to be all over the place, but I can't wait to see what it is, what it actually was. So, uh, but, you know, they they stopped buying last November and November 2nd. And November 2nd of this year was the one-year anniversary. And they had already divested out of all of those assets. So that's where we are. And that's how we're going to do this, guys. That's how we're going to make money in this market. You have to learn these creative financing strategies. You absolutely have to do it. And you have to learn how to raise private capital. Uh look, next week this is what we're going to do next week. Uh, next week I'm going to I'm going to show you how to just create a little pitch deck. I'm going to share with mine uh with my pitch deck this this week. This week we've we've raised about $120,000, you know, uh and of of new money. And that will be put into probably mm, I don't know, maybe four to five deals right? So uh, we're gearing up. Our company is gearing up for what's coming next year, really, right? I mean, it's happening now. We're starting to see it now, but our company is currently right now gearing up for what is going to be an opportunity for you, for me, and for everyone that takes advantage of now, that takes advantage now to be insanely wealthy. At, listen, if you do it now, your Christmas next year is gonna be drastically different. The Christmas after that, this is gonna look like a, like a bad dream. I, don't, I mean, even if it's not bad, but you understand what I'm saying. Two or three years of this activity is going to change your financial life. It's gonna change your financial life, absolutely. If you put in the work, that I can promise you. If you get involved, with the right team the right people the right community that's going to help you out and be there for you i guarantee you i guarantee you if you put in the work and put yourself in front of the right people and the right information in the right community it's going to be what you want it to be it's going to be what you envision for yourself and if you do what we talked about last week and prepare yourself tonight for your tomorrow write down the six things that you need to do tomorrow write them down tonight Write down 10 things you need to for sure get done next week. Write them down tonight so you have an agenda for your week so you can see the progress in your business and in your life. These are the techniques, these are the strategies, these are the, the I don't know, the, the whatevers, the things that we do every day, the habits that will help you get to where you want to be. And then just going to add on to them. Uh, someone wins the bid at a foreclosure auction and turns around and sells the contract similar to wholesale deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some States you can't do that. Well, I can tell you like in Georgia, for instance, you got to pay today. And then there's some States that will give you some time to go ahead some are 30 days, but it's different from state to state, even County to County uh, in Georgia. Now I've done that here in Georgia. I bought, Uh, a matter of fact, I've got a video. I made $104,000 that day. I've got, as a video. If you go to the YouTube channel, uh, I'll, I'll put the link in here. Uh, if you go to the YouTube channel, there is, uh, um, I did a hundred thousand dollars that day, that day here. I'm going to go here now. I'm going to share this with you. Bear with me for a second. Let me get this link. And I'm going to share it with you for sure, for sure. Um, I'm just getting it. Your channel. I always, you know, I don't always know where to hit the hit the exact. Uh, let me copy that. Pause that. Go back over here. Get this in the chat. I hope. I really do hope that you guys got a lot out of. Uh, What we talked about here today, because this stuff is real. It is definitely um, life changing. Uh, There we go. There you go. So that link is right there in the description. So please, by all means, check it out. And, um, but listen, I did it then. So long story short, and then we're going to get out of here. I promise. I bought a, an apartment building. Really, I should have kept it. Um, but I bought this apartment building cause there was, there were, the attorneys were crying it off and there was no one there. It was a cold. It was the December 1st, Tuesday in December or first Tuesday in December. And it was freezing outside and there was no, no one there. And I knew the property. So I bought the property 30 minutes later, 40 minutes later, a guy comes up. And asked the attorney who bought it. Uh, he tells him, hey, Miles, you know, that guy right there, that big guy with the dreads, he bought it. And the guy comes over and he asked me what I would take for the property. I said, make me an offer because I don't like to negotiate with myself. He said, well, what'd you pay for it? I said, well, it's public record. So I paid, I think I paid like 67 plus some attorney's fees. Uh, and he paid me twice what I paid for that property, you know. And then I had another property that I was selling and I wound up making, 30-something thousand dollars. I, mean, I literally made $104,000 that day. My son was with me. He was incredible. And uh, it was the fastest 100000 I think I've ever made. So, anyway, guys, this is your man, Miles. Um, uh, Ken, I'm going to be following up with you tomorrow, kind sir. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Follow me there. If you got questions, reach out to me. This is your man. If you want to get involved and you want to get on the team, You want to get there fast, we can have that conversation as well. But whoever that was, because the name didn't pop up, whoever that was that talked to that um, seller today, DM me immediately. Let's get on the phone so you don't lose an opportunity. This is your man Miles, and I appreciate you coming to Sunday School, and I look so forward to seeing you all next week. And again, don't let me forget, we're going to talk about a pitch deck and how you can start raising capital next week. Peace.